0: On today's episode of Locked On Mariners, Taylor Trammell's spring is unfortunately over before it even began. What does this mean for Jared Kelnick and Cade Marlowe? Well, all that and more coming up. Colby, hit it. You are Locked On Mariners, your daily Seattle Mariners podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is is friday february 17th 2023 this is titan gazollis and colby Patton for the locked on mariners podcast brought to you by america's number one sports book fanduel make every moment more visit fanduel.com locked on today to get started thank you so much for making us your first listen subscribe like and turn on alerts if you're watching on youtube or subscribe and leave a five-star review on your preferred podcast platform if you like what you hear and if you want to hear from us even more please consider signing up for our patreon the link as well as our social accounts is in the description below on the show today we'll be discussing taylor Tramiel's unfortunate injury, Robbie Ray's new pitch, and some other quick takeaways from camp. Also, Colby has a trade idea that he wants to go over. And uh, we're also going to go over how teams like the Mariners might circumvent the new shift restrictions. So, yeah, we have a pretty jam-packed show today. So, a lot to uh, cover. We're going to start here with some bad news, though, on the Mariners' front. Taylor Tremell is going to be out for at least seven weeks with a hamate bone injury that's going to require surgery. Jerry Depoto confirmed he, uh, on Wednesday. We're actually recording this on Thursday, Thursday, but this is going to post on Friday morning. Uh, but uh, yeah, so yesterday for us, uh, Jerry Depoto confirmed this uh, a little bit after we posted our Wednesday episode. Uh, and we're pretty bummed about it for a couple of reasons. One, because we really like Taylor you know, we're big fans of Taylor and, and you guys know that. And two, you know, Jerry DePoto has spoken very highly of Taylor over the past few months uh, with everything that Taylor has been doing this off season, working at um, driveline. Seems like uh, he kind of reinvented his swing a little bit. There was some excitement building around Taylor and what he might able uh, might be able to do uh, this spring in terms of, you know, competing for that left field job with Jared Kelnick and maybe pushing Kelnick for that role. But now that's uh, that's all falling apart here and is going to miss the entire spring at the very least. We'll see even how much longer that's going to take for him to get back on the field. But, uh, Colby, your, uh, reaction here to, uh, the rough news that Tremel is, uh, once again, injured.
1: Yeah, it's just, uh, it's a real bummer. Um, not only for Taylor, who has really worked hard this off season and we, we started to see some glimpses of what he could be last year, um, you know, in the middle of the year, uh it's, it's a bummer and it's, it's a wrist injury too. We know that wrist injuries tend to linger throughout the entire season. Uh, They, they drain power. It seems like, uh, which is obviously a big part of Taylor's game. Um, So yeah, it's it's not only that it's a surgery and he's out for seven weeks and he kind of has to restart his entire ramp up period, but um, it's the fact that it's a wrist injury and, and that, that drains power and it's, it's the lead wrist too. It's not the top wrist So, um, just, it's a really bad injury, um, just in terms of something you can come back and play with eventually, but it's, it's one of those injuries that lingers, uh, for a little while. So it's a bummer for Taylor. Uh, it's, it's a bummer for the Mariners whose outfield depth was already a little questionable, uh, heading into this because you were relying on Jared Kelnick and Taylor Trammell and Cade Marlowe, uh, to get some pretty serious at bats for you, at least in theory, uh, and, now you kind of you your your backup plan, your your safety, uh kind of doesn't exist anymore. So now you really need Kelnick to hit, um, or you're gonna end up playing Pollock every day, which is not ideal, as we've talked about. So it's unfortunate, it's a bummer for Taylor, for the Mariners, and and you know, what happens next, we don't really know. We're not really sure what the plan is. Um, but I, I don't think that it should be, you know, just Kalnick or Marlowe now. Like I think they need to go get somebody.
0: Well, this does create a huge opportunity for Marlowe, who's someone that you and I have said, we're very excited to see this spring and we're going to be watching a lot this spring. Um, You know, and we talked on Wednesday about how, you know, Julio and Teoscar going to the WBC is going to open the door for more uh, important opportunities for, for Marlowe, you know, more high quality opportunities for Marlowe against, you know, better quality pitchers. Uh, earlier on in spring uh, spring games, but, you know, that's a, again, we've talked about the the pitfalls of Marlowe and, and the strikeout issues and, and why that's a bit of a concern and why we think maybe, you know, Marlowe might not be ready to make his major league debut right out of the gate, uh, and then, you know, obviously there's the big question mark with Kelnick, so now, you know, I think, and you just alluded to this, I think the Mariners need to go out and get some more outfield depth um not necessarily go out and you know make a, a major league signing but a, a minor league signing maybe someone like ben Gamel, who who you love i i think that would make a lot of sense for the mariners at this point just to get that depth you know maybe uh leonis martin is is someone like that but he hasn't played in major league baseball for what four years now i just i i have no idea if he can play at the major league level at all uh now so I'd rather they go out and get someone that's played in the league as recently as this past year uh, to at least provide just some depth there. Is there anyone else outside of Gamble that uh, maybe stands out to you as an option there for the Mariners to add some depth?
1: Um, there's a few guys. Uh, I I don't think you have to go out and get a pro far um, because mm-hmm. to me, if you were going to get pro far, it made sense to sign him even when you still had Cal Kel- or you still had Trammell. So yeah, uh, I don't think like anybody who's saying, go get Profar now. Uh, I-, I think they're probably going to be disappointed. Um, but yeah, there, there are a few guys out there. Gamble's my favorite uh, a, because of the the hair, obviously. Um, but he is at least a replacement level major leaguer, a little bit better than that. Uh, and, you know, he's been that for five years now since he left Seattle. So I feel like that's a pretty safe bet. Um, Robbie Grossman is still floating around out there. Uh, kind of the issue with Robbie is that he is, you know, kind of Pollock-like where he should be facing lefties and then righties isn't great, but he can still fit on this roster, sure. Uh, also, uh, Tyler Naquin is still out there. That's that's a guy I like quite a bit. He hits righties very well. Yeah. Uh, he would be a great fit uh, to kind of protect yourself against uh, Kelnick struggling, but also, you know, you still have that DH spot open right now. And and I know that it's Tommy Lestell is going to be the guy and, and AJ Pollock is going to be the guy for a while, but you still kind of have this open spot on your roster and we're not even factoring in Sam Haggerty might not be ready by opening day. Dylan Moore might not be ready by opening day. So you kind of want this extra bat on your bench. And so for me, I look at it, Naquin probably makes the most sense uh, for me. And that's probably a major league deal, uh, which, Fine, whatever. Uh, and then I would say Gamel and then Grossman. Uh, but yeah, I mean, there, there, there still are some options out there. You're not completely screwed. You don't have to go and overpay for, you know, I, David Peralta, that type of player. You don't have to go pay, overpay for that guy. You can still go get a major league quality corner guy who might also be able to help you at the DH a little bit.
0: Yeah, Naquin's really interesting because he had a really good year in Cincinnati, kind of fell off a little bit when he got to uh, to New York, um, you know, and obviously, you know, given how bad Cincinnati was last year, the um, the year that Naquin had is going to be highlighted even more so because of that, but, um, you know, that would be a, a solid, you know, sneaky little move that uh, you, you look up in a month or two from now and go, wow, you know, how did the Mariners get that guy so late in, in the whole process, so. Uh, yeah, I'd be uh, I'd be down for uh for Naquin. And, you know, obviously I've talked a lot about my concerns over the whole DH spot on this roster right now. So, uh, yeah, right. that would uh that would help address that situation at least a little yeah. bit here. But they got to do right. something, man, because it's like, again, if you know, we talked about how. If Kelnick doesn't work, okay, you go to Tramel, and then if Tramel doesn't work, okay, you go to Marlowe, and if Marlowe doesn't work, then okay, you know, you you figure it out from there. You you go after Brian Reynolds or, or whatever you want to do at that point to figure out your left field situation. But now, you've lost one of those steps. That's uh, at least you know a, a couple weeks of leeway that you could afford yourself in that position at at, at the minimum. And so right. now, you know, if Kelnick doesn't work, I mean you can only ride that out for so long. And then if Marlo's not wor- working out, then again, you can only ride that out for so long because you have high aspirations right. this year. You know, you want to try and wait it out. Jerry DePoto talked to us about, you know, how important that would be if Kelnick, you know, were to pop or Tremel were to pop. But if, you know, uh, if that doesn't happen, I mean, you, you got to be fairly quick on the trigger here. I talked about how right. aggressive I want this team to be with, with things like that this year. And so, yeah, just getting yourself some insurance there would be crucial. Right.
1: And you don't want to be in a position in June where you have to go make a trade because you're going to overpay. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, maybe you get lucky and there's an outfield version of Carlos Santana out there for you this year. But most years there's not. There's not a Denard span that you can pick up on, you know, on Memorial Day weekend. Like that that trade is very rare. And if you have to go out and get a guy in June, it's going to cost you probably 150 cents on the dollar. For that player. Uh, One other name I'll throw out there. We've talked about him a lot, but maybe now he makes even a little bit more sense. uh, Max Kepler. Uh, Mm -hmm. We know what he can do uh, defensively, offensively. He's about league average. um, And if Kelnick does does hit. Uh, which would be again great, amazing. You, Kepler still makes sense on this roster because he can be yeah. the right fielder, and Teoscar could DH exactly. uh, a good amount of the time. So I yeah. still think that Kepler makes a lot of sense. Naquin is a guy that I would I would go out and look for. Um, Gamble on a minor league deal. Uh, R- Robbie Grossman uh, also makes sense. So there are options out there for the Mariners. It's just a matter of how aggressive do they want to be.
0: Yeah, Kepler and Wright with Teoscar DHing would be the most optimal uh, route for the for the Mariners to yeah. take here because
1: three well above average defense defensive outfielders yeah, at that and, stage
0: and again I've said this time and time again but Teoscar is incredibly athletic just not a great defender so if you're able to keep him out of the field in both states and replace him with the guy that was literally first and outs above average in right field this past mm-hmm. season that would be pretty nice
1: right and it's just it's worth noting that uh Kelnick and Kepler can both handle center field for a day. Uh mm-hmm. so you can still get Julio his DH days, you can still rotate AJ Pollock in for either of them and and kind of roll with that. So I, Kepler's a pretty good fit because yeah. now he's not keeping at bats away from Tramel, which we know was at least a factor um in Jerry not really going out and pursuing corner outfielders.
0: Yeah. And the Twins of course have like a billion outfielders now after acquiring yeah. Michael A. Taylor. Um, you yeah, know, I, I know mean, there's some maybe, that are not sold on the idea of Kepler being moved uh, this offseason, but uh, it, it would make sense for at least one of those I guys mean, to end up getting traded.
1: Right. Or maybe it's Nick Gord. Right. Or maybe there's right. some kind of prospect swap with with off or whatever. But the twins mm-hmm. do have a lot of
0: outfielders. So keep an mm-hmm. eye on that. All right, so we're going to go over uh, Robbie Ray's new pitch and some other spring training takeaways and also a trade idea that Colby has in just a moment, but real quick, a reminder, this episode of Locked on Mariners is brought to you by Built Bar. Looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and calories and you got to try Built Bar. We just got through the holidays and I know my goal is to eat a little healthier this year and if you're like me where you want to eat healthier but don't want to compromise taste, then man, I've got just the thing for you. You got to try Built. with Built, Healthy is Actually tasty. Seriously, they're so delicious, you won't think they're good for you, which is perfect for your New Year's resolution. What makes Built Bars so good? Well, for starters, they are all covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. And they come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and coconut almond. I'm not sure how Built does it, but these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. And what's even better is that they are healthy. Only 130 calories and 4 grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now, you don't need to wait around to get yourself a box. For years we've been talking about ordering your Built Bars at built.com. Now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. That's right. Head to your nearest Walmart today, walk to the pharmacy section, and grab yourself a box of Bilt Bars. You can pick up a four-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs. And if you're close to Sam's Club, run in and grab yourself a 13-bar box with our hit flavors, brownie batter, and churro. You can thank me later. You're listening to the Locked On Mariners podcast. Thank you again for making us your first Listen, so, Colby, before we get into our next segment here, we are running a little bit of a giveaway. This is our last reminder for those of you that want to enter the giveaway. So let them know what they can win and how they might be able to enter. Sure.
1: Uh, So I am being forced to give away one of my most prized possessions, this lovely autographed, numbered Walter Ford uh, card, uh, the Vanilla Missile himself. Uh, so yeah, entering is incredibly easy. All you have to do is make sure you're subscribed to our YouTube channel. If you're watching on YouTube, just go click the button. It's like right over there somewhere. Um, if you're listening, there will be a link to our YouTube channel in the description. Go ahead and just click that and subscribe. And you just need to leave a comment as well. Any comment, we don't care what it is, as long as it's, you know, not mean, (laughs) not mean spirited. Um, as long as you're leaving a comment, you are entered and it's really that simple. But Uh, We're also doing a little bit of a bonus giveaway here. If our channel gets to 6,500 subs by uh, Monday, which right now, as we're recording this, it's at about 6,220, so it's got some work to do. But if we do get to 6,500, I will give away another one of my autograph cards. Uh, One of uh, you know a couple of possibilities here. Uh, Ty will pick the card at random. uh, But of the cards that he can pick, there is a Mike Cameron card, there is a Cal Raleigh, there's a Jared Kelnick, uh, Taylor Dollar to Colton Wong. Um, and, and maybe a couple others so mm-hmm. uh, yeah it's uh, just gotta subscribe to enter that one and then we will pick a comment an, another comment on Monday uh, when we announce the winner of the Walter Ford card
0: so as of now as of the time we're recording this again reminder that we're recording on Thursday uh, instead of Friday uh, this is it one thirty one Pacific time on Thursday and we are at 6,229 subscribers so we got a little ways to go but uh, if you can help us out here tell your friends Tell your family, tell your enemies, come over, subscribe. Or if you just want to create a bunch of, uh, you know, fake accounts, uh, we won't judge you. We're not necessarily recommending it, but we're also not saying no. So wink, wink, nudge. We can't control what people do, right? Like exactly, exactly, exactly. You know, we, we, we are not, uh, we are not financial advisors here, but, uh, you know, we, uh, we're just putting it out there. We're just, you know, acknowledging all the possibilities. All right. so. Got a few things, a few quick things to to go over here. Uh, I'll let you do your thing, though, first, because, you know, before the show, you know, I I was like, hey, let's talk about this and let's talk about this. And uh, you were like, no, I don't want to unless we talk about this one thing. So I'll give you the floor here. You uh, you saw a trade idea yesterday. And by yesterday, again, I mean Wednesday. I'm not gonna say that anymore, uh but uh you uh saw a trade idea coming off of our show talking about the Yankees and the Frankie Montes thing and how uh you know maybe Chris Flexen or Marco Gonzalez could be of interest to them now that uh Montes is supposedly out for the year uh so uh tell me what that is. Let's talk about it a little bit. I changed my mind. I don't want to oh, okay, cool. we're gonna right. talk about
1: a j G- we're gonna talk about Gino's new hair. it's gorgeous, oh yes. um, yeah um <laughs> but uh. No, seriously. So, not my idea. I saw it on Twitter. I I don't even remember what account it was, but uh it was probably a Yankee fan. He had pitched uh, a very simple trade uh that is interesting, although I don't think very likely, but we'll throw it out here. Uh Chris Flexen for Isaiah Kiner-Falefa. Mm. Uh you guys might remember uh, Kiner-Falefa. He used to be the catcher for the Rangers. And then he was the shortstop and then he was the third baseman. And now he's the shortstop for the Yankees, but he is in a position battle. Uh, and he is not expected to win that battle, uh, with, uh, was it Peraza, Mm -hmm. uh, and Volpe both, you know, battling it out with, uh, kind Falefa. Uh, it seems like he's probably the odd man out. It's not impossible. And, and obviously, you know, if they want to service time Volpe or anything like that, then he'll stick around. But when you just kind of think of the player in general, right? Like Isaiah Conner-Falefa, what does he bring to the table that the Mariners need? Um, well, for starters, you know, he can play all over the infield, which is something that Dylan Moore brings to the table, but Dylan Moore is hurt right now, and we don't know when he's going to come back, so that's not ideal. Conner-Falefa kind of fills that need. Um, Connor falefa also plays shortstop. He's He's pretty good over there. He really struggles coming in towards the plate. Uh, if you look at the metrics but going left to right and back he's he's phenomenal so uh you can also play third base really well and he's can handle second base and hey emergency catcher there you go if you guys want to carry three catchers but you don't like cooper hummel because you shouldn't as your third catcher isaiah Conner Falafa, there you go uh but uh no and you know at the plate there's really no power here what to speak of but he does Hit for a pretty high average considering the era he plays, and he's going to be in the 260-270 range. Uh, doesn't draw a ton, ton of walks. Again, not a lot of power. A uh, lot of base hits up the middle. A lot of you know line drives down the line. That type of hitter. Um, you know, decent runner, not a great runner. Uh, he's just kind of ideally he is your utility guy, and I think that's what the Mariners would be acquiring him to do. At worst, or I guess at his best, he's right-handed hitting JP Crawford. Uh, it's very similar profile, and that costs you Chris Flexen, who right now is the odd man out, but we know how important pitching depth is, so it, it's a little bit of a sacrifice. So, I, I don't know, you know, again, I don't think it's likely. I, I think the Yankees are just going to stick with in house options. Um, and I don't even know if a straight up trade works for either side in this, but it seems more realistic than the Glaber Torres idea that I saw floated out there by some of you guys, but we'll have to wait and see because. I mean, if, I tell you what—if JP Crawford goes down and is going to miss a couple weeks, knock on wood, the Mariners are going to be very interested in Isaiah Kainer-Falefa. So, I don't know. What do you think? I don't care. Yeah, you, you see, that just doesn't hit when you do it.
0: Mm, mm. I mean, yeah. you know, don't 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 you see, uh, you know, how that feels, though? You know, when you 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 try to create a discussion and then the 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 person next to you just says, you know, I don't care about the the topic, no. Doesn't nope. affect you at all. Damn. No, because uh, you're the one that looks like a jerk because you're just stealing my bits. So
1: hmm.
0: there you go. I think I, I I stole your bit and then improved upon it and made it better. We'll let, we'll the, let uh, the comment section decide. We'll, we'll let the comment section decide. How about that? Yeah. Uh, just actually, which No, one no, there's a the card. They're, yeah, 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 of course. No, no. Th- I picked but, the wrong know, day to do know. this. If I did it next week, it would work. But if I did it, but doing it today, it's not going to work because. I mean even in the Gary Hill video, you know, everyone's just like, "Oh, I love Colby. Please, please pick my uh, pick me for the card Colby, please."
1: Uh Oh, tie, tie, tie. I just remembered something. Mm. Shut you up. Don't, I don't You care. don't care. Yeah,
0: you don't care. Yeah. I just right. remember that. So predictable. Yeah. So anyways, uh Connor Yeah, I mean, all right. So from a financial standpoint, it makes a ton of sense because essentially the money is about the same. Connor Foleffa is making $6 million. Flexen's making about eight So that essentially is a wash, more or less. Um, The Marco situation gets a little more complicated if it's him instead because he's got the extra year, or, well, technically two extra years of club control, one of them is an option. Um, But, yeah, so, I mean, it's just, do I, would I rather have the starting pitching depth than the, um, you know, the, the, infield depth that i might not even need if dillamore and Haggerty are okay or at least more like that's really like it is a pretty large hypothetical i feel like starting pitching depth is, is just outright more valuable uh than, than that um mm-hmm. counter is just ty hates I, bryce miller confirmed go ahead right 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 uh naturally uh yeah you know counter Falefa though i mean doesn't hit for any power to speak of but he does hit for a pretty high average uh he's been 280 271 261 the last three years not a big on base guy but i mean you know those are decent numbers he's been worth over a win the last couple of years despite all of that and he's a pretty good defender like you mentioned with all the metrics he's a he's a fine player especially if he's coming off of your bench that that helps um but -hmm. again how does he fit on this roster if dylan moore and sam harry are healthy, you know, because like Flexen does oh. fit the roster. He's
1: he's better than Sam Haggerty. So that's how he fits. He is. He absolutely is. You lost me with that one. He absolutely is. It's not even debatable. Like against left-handed pitching, fine Haggerty. Who do the Mariners going to face 65% of the time? Right-handed pitching. Haggerty was terrible against right-hand pitching, and Haggerty was also terrible when they asked him to play every day. So yeah there's a role also there's but- a role but Haggerty him, also,
0: but Haggerty also provides value on the base pass. He's not a terrible defender out in on the corner. Like hmm. I would like to see him. I would like to it's see t- him back in the in- infield. What's a little more bit.
1: valuable? The one time a week I need him to pinch run and steal me a base, or the fifteen to twenty at bats I need to give to him to justify his roster spot.
0: Yeah, but that's only if Delamore is not healthy. That's only if Delamore is not healthy. Oh, so
1: you just want you so you just want a guy on the bench who literally does nothing but run. Okay, that that's interesting. I'm just saying that that, seems like a wasted spot for me. Okay, but I mean it's it's valuable in October. Is it valuable in May? Mm. I don't know. Is it? You tell me. So, all right, let's uh, yeah, but. Yeah, uh side note, obviously if, if Dylan Moore was healthy, this wouldn't even be a discussion because yes. you just need somebody who can play shortstop, right? Somebody who needs to be on the bench who can play shortstop. And
0: and again it's like the
1: mariners don't have that right now. They don't you just don't say Gino. I'm not don't saying don't say Listella. Don't say Wong. None of those guys are have played shortstop or are any good at it. So But don't for even one go there.
0: day can you just live with it? No. Why? No. You can't why for one day.
1: All right, fine. So, like clip this, and then when they they win ninety six games, but the Astros win ninety seven,
0: we'll play it back. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's talk about FanDuel, and then I got some other things that I want us to go over here. Um, yeah, today's episode of Lockdown Marriages is brought to you by. FanDuel, the midway point of the NBA season, is here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel sportsbook app. It is safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything, like who will win the slam dunk contest or the three-point shootout. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 dollars in bonus bets when you go to fanduel.com slash locked on that's fanduel.com slash locked on that's L-O-C-K-D-O-N to learn more make every moment more with fanduel an official sports betting partner of the nba and you're listening to the locked on mariners podcast thank you again for making us your first listen so let's go over some uh quick uh, little spring training takeaways I, I think the big one from today again thursday the day that we're recording this is that robbie ray not just Logan Gilbert is also working on a splitter. Now Ray wanted to play coy with the media and was like, Oh, I'm working on a new pitch, but I'm not going to tell you what it is. And then only for an hour later, Jerry DePoto says, Oh yeah, he's working on a splitter. So yeah, it, much of a secret there, uh, Robbie. Uh, so let, let's talk about this real quick. Cause like uh, a lot of things that I hear about, um, you know, from fans talking about Robbie is like, Oh, he needs something more off speed. So is this, potentially the answer for him to get something more off speed Colby.
1: No, because the splitter right now is fictional. We haven't seen it, right. It doesn't exist. Um, and for all we know, Robbie Ray can say he's throwing a splitter, but it's just a cement mixer who just kind of floats up there and it's a bad changeup. up it, right? the splitter is not an easy pitch to master. So I think, I think there's a lot of people who are out there just being like, Oh, well, we're going to see the splitter so much from these two guys. Probably not. You're probably not going to see it for a while. Maybe they mix it in here and there, but that's a diff- difficult pitch to master and it's going to take a while. So mm. uh, until I see it from Robbie Ray, I don't consider it anything. It's, it's non-existent. It's, it's existence is totally predicated on, you know, seeing it and we haven't so maybe we'll see it in spring, maybe we won't. Uh, maybe we'll see it during the regular season. maybe we won't. Robbie Ray can work on a pitch all he wants, but until it's good it mm-hmm. it doesn't mean anything so sure. would Robbie Ray having a good splitter help? Yeah, yeah, absolutely yeah. with the way that Robbie Ray's fastball is um mm-hmm. you know especially if the fastball velo is going to be down around 92. 93 again, the splitter will help. Uh, it will help get more value out of the fastball. Um, and also the slider. So yeah, it, it would be a valuable pitch if it actually exists. I guess we'll find out. In I a mean, Jerry Depoto weeks. has
0: seen it with his own two eyes. So you don't trust Allegedly. Jerry?
1: Oh, I'm just saying, in the court of law, eyewitness testimony is historically not viewed as as credible. So there we go. Uh, Colby is I've calling been Jerry Depoto into a crime liar. lately. Yeah.
0: No, I didn't say that. All right. Let's talk about some other spring uh, takeaways here uh some quick ones. Marco Gonzalez cut his hair. you've been clamoring for this for the last two years, pal,
1: yeah, because he's been bad the last two years Same. and it's all and it's Buzz, all
0: with the long hair
1: Buzz cut Marco is all star Marco. that's all I'm saying. so
0: I mean, he took it a little too far. I would like for him, yeah, to a little s- bit. I saw the picture some, I was like Ooh. some hair yeah, yeah that was it's well, like he's zero like took on it the sides he, here, and I'm he like, you need like a one us. or
1: a two, Marco. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. I mean, he, I don't mean you probably just got to cut. So like, but
0: still, it. Mm. Also, Evan White is working out with the outfield. Yeah, so that's a thing. Um,
1: that's not that's not an excuse not to go get Robbie Grossman. Okay, no, Jerry, no, I know yeah, you're listening. No. Don't do it, buddy.
0: Don't do it. No, and I know our listeners are like, well, what about Evan White for the outfield situation? You don't need to go get anyone. You have Evan White. No, no, nope, 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 no, thank you. Need to see him in AAA. Need to see him hit in AAA. For need, to, need to see that he can make contact consistently. Mm-hmm. And then we'll talk. But uh, yeah, you know, uh, him, you know, White in a corner outfield spot is something that I always felt was going to be an inevitability, especially once Ty France moved over to first and was pretty good over there. And is also hitting obviously um and so you know he's ath- he's athletic enough to do it and uh what
1: oh why why, why okay yeah sorry yeah, we met ty france athletic enough to be like a really good first base when i was like mm.
0: no 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 uh white is
1: good enough to play in the outfield
0: yeah yeah white white is athletic enough to play in the outfield and uh as I far mean, as we know yeah uh as I mean, far as we, a couple I hip mean, injuries couple of injury yeah yeah, yeah. uh post injury white who knows but uh right. you know everything that we do know about his profile in general suggests that he should be athletic enough to handle it um, more you know and so yeah. uh, you know so we'll see um but again the the important thing on white is the bat can he hit can he make contact consistently if not then that's a non-starter
1: yeah i mean and I don't even think we can begin to have the conversation about evan white being back in the big leagues until he's hit for two and a half three months mm. like if if we get into june and he's hitting like 280 350 580 550 or whatever in triple a mm-hmm. fine then we can have that discussion but i'm not having that discussion on april 14th <laughs> like let alone on february 16th so no mm. uh, evan white has to hit and he's got to hit for a few months like plain and simple and if he doesn't he's not going to be in the big leagues Unless there's a dire emergency, if he does, mm-hmm. he's got a good shot to make the big league roster because, oh, to you know, play yeah. in the big leagues this year, not make the opening day roster because they do have the DH open and Evan White at first base with Ty France at DH makes right. your entire infield better. So, right, yeah, right. you're probably going to get to see a lot of Evan White in spring
0: too. I imagine he's going to get a lot of at bats for sure. All right. Uh, lastly here, you know, some of our listeners have asked us to talk about the shift restrictions and how the Mariners might approach that. whatnot. Here we go. There's the eye roll. There's the here's the I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. See. See, guys, see what I do with. All right. Let me let me show you this diagram as he goes on his phone. Uh, <laughs> look, look at this diagram. This is this has been going around the last few days on on social media. This is apparently one of the ways that Major League Baseball teams are are looking to circumvent. Or counterattack the uh, shift restrictions by, I mean, look at this convoluted mess. So essentially, uh, this would be against lefties, uh, forcing the le- you know lefty to go opposite field where they're this looks like a CFL football play like like what the hell is this they got the third baseman is essentially going to sprint out into left field they are going to have the center fielder like um, roam either to left field or uh, well he's essentially going to position himself in left center and then either roam to back to center or into left field and then they have the left fielder moved here in the outfield which is still legal as long as he's touching the grass that's completely legal under the New rules: the left fielder is essentially going to put himself in between the second baseman and the shortstop. But in the grass, this is this is wild. This is mind-boggling. I mean, it makes sense if you have someone like Dylan Moore or Jerks and Profar or something like that. but Colby, are we going to see like Jared Kelnick lining up in between the second baseman and shortstop this season? Like, what the hell is this?
1: Exactly what Major League Baseball asked for. Yeah, they, ban- they, they put in the shift restrictions. Did they think teams were just going to stop trying to get an edge defensively? Of course they're not. This is, a- this is what you wanted. Not you, but this is what major league baseball wanted. Rob Manfred wanted this and they said, Oh, we're going to stop you from doing all these smart, creative things. In major league baseball, the teams in the front offices are going to say, no, <laughs> no, you're not. Uh, I saw one person, they were like, Oh, I'd, re- I'd rather see this than, you know, because you know they they take the defense takes the risk of a ball going over the third baseman's head and it's an automatic triple or inside the park home run. How much of a risk is it really? Because they've been deploying a very similar setup, you know, for the last five years. The left fielder basically plays left center field, and the third baseman's playing shortstop. So yeah, balls in those in that corner right there. That's has there been like a huge explosion of inside the park home runs over the last five years? No. Has there even been a huge explosion of triples? No. no, because who, who's a dead pole hitter? Who's a lefty who pulls the ball really like 95% of the time? The guy who runs like eight seconds between first and home, like who cares? They're big lumbering mm-hmm. dudes. So no, this is exactly what major league baseball gets. They thought they were going to do something cute. They thought they were going to circumvent things. No, major league teams aren't going to allow that. They're going to do things differently. Um, and this is what major league baseball gets for a half uh, a half-hearted attempt to generate offense like i said i didn't think the shift was going to be a huge the shift restrictions i didn't think it was going to be a huge boon for offenses anyways and i also mm-hmm. think that this drawing right here i don't think we're going to see this all that often i really don't so i'm not all that concerned about it um jerry's talked today about like yeah have the trying here. to play in the spirit of the you have the quote yeah,
0: yeah. He said MLB will govern this rule change as a uh, as something in the spirit of the rule. I don't think they want to see somebody trying to find the loophole, end quote. They didn't set up the rules so that there wouldn't be a loophole. That's on them. Yeah. They, wrote the, yeah. they wrote the rule.
1: It was a bad rule. They didn't write it well. And by the way, that formation right there has been 100% legal for the entire history of baseball. Mm-hmm. The only rule that has ever existed on where defenders could stand is that all eight of them minus the catcher have to be in fair territory. That's mm-hmm. it. That's been the only rule in history. Mm-hmm. So they've added this rule and now they're shocked that major league baseball teams might try and find a way to to circumvent it. That's on them. They, they should have written in some kind of thing about, you no, know, not moving the left fielder or whatever. It, it's just dumb. It's really dumb. So yeah. um, I'm not surprised. Yeah, yeah teams like, have,
0: like have it where like the left fielder can't cross second base.
1: Yeah. Like, I don't know why it's not – you have to have at least one outfielder on each side of second base.
0: Yeah. Because they did that well, with the infield. Well, but, but, but you could circumvent him with that drawing as well because the center fielder because is technically – the center fielder, right. Yeah, yeah. I,
1: I would say – well, then it's – you just say, okay, well, your corner outfielders have to have one on each side of second base. Yeah. Because it's pretty easy to tell who your center fielder is, right? I mean, yeah. he's only going to move so much. So whatever. I Like so said, Major League Baseball gets what they deserve uh it was a poorly written rule it was a poor attempt to try and fix offense it's not going to help much um
0: it might help yeah, like a little we've bit like we said like a, like we said we're going to see more singles cool cool i just cool an uptick in batting average like a like a maybe a 10 point uptick in batting average and on base maybe. rate. maybe 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 that's but... probably on the extreme side
1: sure the bigger issue is still that pitcher stuff is so ungodly right now like the big yeah. issue is strikeouts not hits yeah. like yeah. so how do we get fewer strikeouts you you shrink the zone right you you eliminate part of the strike zone that the hitter has to cover that would have been a more effective thing and by the way just to throw this out there i don't care what your minor league data says about th- these rules because minor league baseball compared to major league baseball two it's not animals. even a comparison two different animals it, yeah. it you're, you're basically comparing college. It's like, it's like when people are like, Oh, could Alabama beat the Jacksonville Jaguars? No, no, they absolutely could not. So yeah, Uh, it's, it's a pretty similar thing. We'll see if it helps. You know, I'm certainly open to it and we'll see how it goes. And I'm sure major league baseball is going to keep this around forever anyways, but yeah, I think it's dumb. And I I think when I see diagrams like that, it's funny to me because major league baseball really thought that they were going to outsmart major league, major league front offices. Yeah. Major League God. Baseball is playing checkers. MLB front offices are playing 4D chess. Like, it's yeah. done. This
0: this is, yeah, this is asinine, though. This is, what is this? I just, I would rather have the regular shift <laughs> instead of this. This yeah. is, like, what what is this? Like, having the third baseman have to sprint into the outfield, essentially. Like, what are we doing here? This is too much. Hey, uh,
1: plus side, we'll get to see more bunt attempts. Ooh, oh. everybody loves the bunt, right?
0: Dave Sims does. All right. D- Dave well, Sims is yeah,
1: All All due respect to Dave Sims, who I love. You know we're pro Sims yep, on this show. Yep, 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 yep. He still thinks Sims-y. J.P. Crawford can steal 20 bags. We're like six years into the J.P. Crawford thing, and he sucks at it. And Sims is still holding out hope that he can still swipe 20 one day. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, come on, uh, Dave. You're better S- than that. S- S-
0: Sims-y, Simsy, we love you, but Yeah. <laughs>
1: Come on, man. Please tell me that's not something you're going to push in spring training again. Boy, I'd like to see JP get out of there. I think he could swipe 20. Based on what? <laughs> Anyways. All right.
0: Well, that's uh, that's going to be a wrap on our first full week back on uh, Locked on M's here. And uh, thank you so much for joining us here. For Colby Patnode, I'm Titian Gonzalez. Be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez, the C-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z, and Colby at uh, CPAN11, that's CPAT11. Uh, you can also find all that stuff in the description of this episode. And thank you again making us your first listen now make your second listen locked on mlb prospects host lindsey crosby is a prospect encyclopedia and he's going deep on the mlb stars of tomorrow it's free and available wherever you get your podcasts just like us and with that have yourself a beautiful baseball day and a beautiful baseball weekend and we'll see you on monday peace